Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast mini, episode 13. Uh, no beer opening sound, I thought we were doing a taste test. Yeah, we're doing one better than that, Alex. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> do you think you can tell the difference oh. between the beers? Because I know I can. I don't, okay, so Shane is talking about the three non-alcoholic beers we currently have in the house. So we have Budweiser Prohibition, we have Heineken 0.0, and we have Coors Edge. And I think so. Here's, because if you can, I will actually believe that you're not a bullshitter. But I have a sneaky suspicion that yeah. you are a bullshitter. Because every time I go to taste something, the second it hits my lips, mm-hmm. what do you say? How is it? How is it? And the second something touches your lips, you go, mm, this is good. Yeah. Before your brain no, even Shane. has time to register. With food, it's about the texture. The second the texture hits my lips, I know, ooh, that's a good one. Or, ugh, this is weird. That's bull. It's not bull. Sometimes an initial taste isn't great. And then it overwhelms you and becomes amazing and Absolutely. Vice versa. And then you'll hear me not only say, oh, yeah, at the beginning, but you'll hear me say, oh, my God, that was amazing at the end of my bite. I think your taste buds are whack. I... And I'm about to <laughs> prove that here. So let's see. But here's the thing. When you do the Pepsi Coke challenge, you drink enough of the two that you know what both of them taste like. I don't... Well, you should know at least what's not Coors Edge. I think yeah. in the last month, you've probably had more Coors Edge than anyone's ever had in their entire life. Bring it on. Okay, so let's try this. I'm excited. What a good plan, babe. I need you to turn around. Okay. <laughs> this is just so funny. Tell me when I can turn around. Are your eyes closed? Yes. Okay. Do I have okay. to keep it closed right now? Don't look at the color either, Alex. That's... I was smelling it. Okay, give me another one. She's on to beer number two now. She's taking multiple sips. This is uh, this is an interesting challenge. All kind of similar, oh, but I not. Knew I knew it. No, I knew it. Not. Hold on. And this non-alcoholic beers lagers doesn't relate to all different kinds of foods. You ding dong. Already hedging her bets that she may get this wrong. Oh, I probably will. But okay, I need to give me. I need to compare. Give me another one in this hand. No, that's not how this works, yes, Alex. Is. Come on. It, it, if the beer, if you truly can tell the difference between beers, you yeah, shouldn't. But I need... need to know which is which that I'm drinking. Like, if two are similar, and I think they're between Coors Edge and the Heineken, I want to be able to compare those. Well, okay. Well, let's narrow it down. It, give me number one then. I'm doing it. I'm following all your rules. Give me number three. Okay, I'm going to shoot for an answer here. I think I like number two the best. Okay, now can you order them? What do you mean, can I order them? Oh, okay, whatever. So we'll say Bud Coors Heineken. So the first beer you drank you think is Budweiser. Sure. The first beer (laughs) you drank was Heineken. Heineken. The second beer you drank... What do you think it was? Coors. Coors Edge. That is correct. And the third beer is? Budweiser Prohibition. And what do you think tasted the worst out of all of them? The third. You thought Heineken tasted worse then? I actually told you, I said, okay, there's two options. It's either Heineken first or Prohibition first, then Coors, and then one or the other. But 
I definitely thought that it was a possibility that Bud was first. And that was my initial answer, I think. That was my initial guess, was that it was Bud Coors Heineken. I knew which one Coors was because it is better. Okay. It is the best. You did get that correct. I will say that. You got the other two beers wrong. Do you want to test me? Sure, let's do it. And you can't do any trickery like mixing them all together or anything like that. Okay, because sometimes people do that to be really funny. No, but. this is a fun challenge. A challenge is all it needs to be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely like this beer the least that I'm drinking right now. The okay. Third, the third beer. Okay. Okay, now, that one I like the least. Can we go through the first two beers again? Let's go through the first two. That's interesting. Beer number, <laughs> beer number one and beer number two are both good. Beer number one and beer number two are very comparable, but I'll say beer number one is Coors Edge, and I'll say beer number two is Heineken. So I'm making number three. Prohibition. Prohibition, I thought, was the worst. The one I had third, I thought, was the worst. Okay, turn around. So they're in the same order there, but I I serve them to you differently. I have it written down on my sheet, the order I served uh, them in. It's funny because you and I, in a blind taste test had the same order of likes because we both assumed prohibition would be the worst tasting Mm -hmm. for you the order i gave you was the first beer was coors the second beer was bud prohibition and the third beer was heineken so you liked them coors bud prohibition heineken oh the worst tasting is the heineken that's so interesting. I know because judging by what they're advertising, cool factor, we thought Heineken was going to be comparable with the Coors Edge. And it turns out Prohibition in a blind test was. And here's what I must add to this though. Okay, so when Coca-Cola came up with the Pepsi challenge first, it was originally called the Coca-Cola taste right. test. They did the test because they just assumed they would win because they were the leader in sales. They come back. They're like, "Holy shit, we've lost! Let's bury this test. Let's like because they only were going to promote it if they won." Pepsi gets word that they won the taste challenge. Pepsi starts doing the Pepsi taste test. <laughs> Sorry, Pepsi starts doing the Pepsi taste test. They get out and start doing the challenge. Pepsi wins, but people still prefer the taste of Coca Cola. Here's the trick: in a sample size this big. Mm-hmm. Pepsi wins because Pepsi has a sweeter taste than Coke. So the very thing that you like about Pepsi on the initial sip grows to grows tired after mm. a full can. Coke doesn't punch you in the face with a great flavor right away, but over the course of a full can, you like that odd taste yeah. better. So although our initial tastes here might have been off-putting, a full can yeah. or bottle you might appreciate more and i know for a fact the prohibition after a full glass y- you feel a lot of sugars or something on yeah. it, and it's like the pepsi effect where it's a little sweeter so you might like it in a smaller taste test i love this info but isn't it funny that we both called the coors edge for being coors edge because isn't it the clear winner well, I also think we've been having it the most, too. No, but it's... But I do agree. I it's do the think most it is delicious. The I do think so. And high five for us for getting that right. The only ones that I had to retest because I couldn't tell where to place them were the other two. Coors Edge was just delicious. It is. And it, furthermore, why it should be our sponsor. So that was a great <laughs> test. Okay. And I'm going to grab a, a, another full can of Coors Edge. All right. 
All right, so everyone, that was the Coors Edge taste test brought to you by the Cunningham family. Another reason why Coors Edge, you should probably sponsor us. So, Shane, a couple things I wanted to talk about tonight. The first is uh, I went to the hospital today, second day in a row, for a fetal echocardiogram. And I've been just wanting to complain about a few people I saw at the hospital all day long, but I've been saving it so that I could complain to you on the podcast. Okay. Okay. If I had, if I, do you know what a burn book is? No. If I use that? A book that you put a bunch of cigarettes in it? No, no. Have you seen Mean Girls? No. Well, yes, but I don't know it. Okay. So there's a burn book and every time they're like mad at somebody or don't like somebody or somebody does them wrong, they put their photo in the burn book and then write something real nasty about them to get it off their chest. Okay. Three people at the hospital today that not only did I want to like judo chop, I wanted to put in a burn book. First one, I had to do the uh, blood glucose test for what is GD, gestational diabetes. So I go in to the clinic at my high risk hospital and they give me the orange drink, drink the orange drink, and then I have to sit there for an hour. So again, Shane and I do not go out into public at all so to sit in the hospital for an hour and you're not allowed to move and I have not even been sitting in hospital waiting rooms I've been standing up I've been trying to get workouts in doing lunges squats things like that but they you have to sit down you have to be resting for this so I'm like sitting at the edge of my seat trying not to touch anything and there's only three people in this waiting room it's a big waiting room so there's me on one side a woman like on my side but you know down the row and then there was a nurse or a technician or something on break and she was sitting at the other side of the room so we're just sitting there you know 30 minutes into my waiting period I just hear somebody hacking up a lung hacking up a lung to hear anybody cough these days is scary and I have such anxiety. Like whenever I have one of these appointments coming up, I'm losing sleep the days before because I'm just so nervous to go in this environment, right? Mm -hmm. When there's so much sickness around. So this woman starts coughing. So then I'm, I just kind of try to peek over my shoulder just to see what's going on. And uh, okay, in full scrubs, this person, so clearly work at the hospital. Do you think she is coughing into her shirt? Just tell me. She's not, and she's not coughing into her elbow. She was coughing into her hands. She was hacking up a lung, coughing into her hands. And then after her coughing fits, she had several. She's rubbing her face, rubbing her eyes because she's tired. Then she's got her hands on the chair things, on the chair armrests, and just... This sounds insane, though. This doesn't even sound real. I was losing it in my mind. I didn't know what to do. The lady who's like sitting down the row from me, we're looking at each other and wondering why nobody else is doing anything, like any of the workers there aren't doing anything. So then 10 minutes before I go back in for my blood work, she gets up and saunters off into the section that she works in. I am baffled, totally baffled. So I go into my blood where they're taking the blood and there's two nurses in there so I tell on her I say the big lady with the short haircut that works down the hall 
in full-on scrub. She was just on break. You guys both walked by her. She was coughing into her hand mm -hmm. and putting her hand on the hand rest and on the table. When you said big lady, were they like horizontal or vertical? <laughs> they knew what I meant. She's She was real tall. Which way? Oh, okay. Both ways? Both ways. But she was very tall. Like she could have been a basketball player. Or a linebacker. But uh, it was absolutely insane. And they were disgusted by this, probably because I was like so in shock. And so they went out and they brought Lysol and they scrubbed the entire area and I was just shocked that my nurses were the ones doing that. Like, how come somebody else in the department didn't call custodians? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So anyway, I told on that lady, I am so happy to tell Hamilton Health Sciences on her. Because, like, I'm losing sleep about going to appointments because of things like that. That's like a bad nightmare situation. Yeah. Yet. We should at them. I Well, we will at them. Okay. The lady in the black scrubs, coughing in the Boris Clinic. Don't like it. Second person going in my book. I'm leaving the hospital. This is after three hours of appointments. I'm exhausted. 10 feet, or more than that, 20 feet outside of the front doors, there's a woman in a wheelchair. So I just, you know, walk by her. I have an N95 mask on, by the way. And inside my mask, it starts getting infiltrated by cigarette smoke. Mm. So I'm like, are you kidding me? This lady in the wheelchair, and she's not a kid, obviously, She's smoking 20 feet outside of the doors. What do you do? I didn't know what to do because I was already so pissed off about the coughing nurse. So I just did my simple move where I don't want to antagonize anybody, where I just stop in front of them, look at the no smoking sign that they're standing on or wheeling on, and then look at them and then kind of shake my head and walk away. And I was just totally in shock at that as well. You should have kicked her down the hill and said are you really ignorant <laughs> you wheezing like you're in the hospital oh maybe pick something up from that lady anyhow that was two people just to you know to be the icing on the cake i see two women again in hospital scrubs and they're smoking in the area where you're actually allowed to smoke Good so for, for the first time i'm thinking yes some smokers with you know Integrity. that are following yeah. the rules i loved it and i was feeling proud of them and then they get up to finish their break heroin cigarettes flicked on the ground they were buttheads buttheads are our pet name for people who discard their cigarette butts on the ground instead of proper receptacles they threw their cigarettes on the ground in front of the children's hospital. Don't be a butthead. Shane, it was an exhausting experience today. I believe it. Well, we're almost running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Quite an interesting episode. But I will mention that we did get a lot of likes on our last post. So we were on a downwards barrel. The last time we potted, I think, we you had your worst post ever. Right. It, and now true. you just did one of your most like po liked posts in the last month or two. Yeah. And of course, it's an ultrasound post, so it is cheating. But I thought you came up with a pretty genius idea. Rebranding your Instagram account with all <laughs> ultrasounds. No, all, all ultrasounds all the time. <laughs> Every post is an ultrasound. And I wonder how many posts it would take before the likes just dwindled. Like, okay, an ultrasound, I'll tap. Because 
it would go to it'd be an interesting social experiment because a lot of people probably don't even read the caption. I think, I think it's just like ultrasound your condition. People to just like. wanna like it to congratulate. Yeah, I'm sure it means good news. Pregnancy. Yeah. 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 It's like if somebody's on one knee and it's a photo with a girl looking shocked. If you post that every day, I bet you'd still get five hundred likes per post until people cut on. It would be it would be a fascinating social experiment. Uh, before we do log off, I want to address one thing. So Trudeau was talking today about how the lockdown could last 12 to 18 months longer in Canada or this level of social distancing. Yep. Okay. But, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, do the health professionals not say if absolutely everybody was like stayed in their homes for three weeks, it would be gone? But that would have to include health professionals themselves staying in their homes true so there's certain things because life does go on people get cancer people are still dealing with everything else so the whole world wouldn't essentially need to shut down which is not realistic that isn't because my this whole thing whole started with one person having it yeah my solution to it was just cop on every corner for three weeks monitoring each street that would help infinitely but it there's also people who the hospitals would be the hub i yeah and then the second it ended of course yeah uh, I think the best way to do it is testing. And yeah. everyone's going to have to test for it. Before and, you can go out. Yeah, and then you carry around your test with you. Cops check to make sure you're clean. And this this would be like the antibody test saying that... You're, you're either immune or you yeah. do not have it. Yeah. And if you do have it, you can't go outside. And that, I think that's the solution. Just solved it. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this, this family, family tree, tree podcast, podcast mini, mini episode, episode 13. 13. <laughs> You're cheeky today. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs>